everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm the hands behind Lovecraft Crochet, my plush user for the anxious, depressed, autistic, and neurodivergent. Small enough to travel in a purse, backpack, diaper bag, or even your pocket. You can check out my Facebook page or TikTok to see what patterns are available, and stay tuned for the new ones coming out. I also make hats, scarves, blankets, and dice bags for the tabletop gamer or dice goblin in your life. Feel free to order through the page, TikTok, or via email at love.craft.crochet.com. Now, back to the segment. Due to the graphic and disturbing nature of the crimes discussed, listener discretion is advised. Retrostatic Radio presents Killing 15 Minutes. Hello and welcome to Killing 15 Minutes, where you get your true crime fix in 15 minutes or less, or your podcast is free. I'm your writer, Sam Rossi, and shortly I'll be handing over a rough draft of a script to my brother, AJ, who hasn't read it, who most likely has no idea what we're talking about. This should be fun. Good luck, bro. Thanks, Sam. Edward James Adams was a notorious American criminal and a spree killer in the Midwest. He murdered seven people in the early 1900s. Born in 1887 on a farm in Hutchinson, Kansas, as William Joseph Wallace. He learned to be a barber and moved to Wichita in the early 1900s. He met John Callahan and became involved in bootlegging, petty robberies, and car theft. Adams was good-looking and charismatic and enticed many women and hangers-on. His wife left him after growing concerned of his illegal activities and infidelities. Adams formed his own gang and began to commit bank and train robberies throughout Kansas, Missouri, and Iowa, eventually earning a reputation as a premier bandit in the Midwest by early Prohibition. U.S. Prohibition was officially founded in 1920 and ended in 1933. Although Prohibition laws are their own talk. They are. I just gave the time period for the U.S. Prohibition. In 1920, from Callahan... Adams met outlaw brothers Ray and Walter Majors. On September 5th, attempted a daylight robbery against an infamous Kansas City gambling establishment on Grand Avenue, owned by Harry Trusdell? Trudell. However, a gun battle between the bandits and employees of the illegal casino resulted in the deaths of gambler and gunman Frank Gardner and the eventual capture of the gang. Adams was sentenced to life in February 1921. The Majors brothers pled guilty to robbery, receiving lesser sentences of five years each. Both brothers did die in prison, though. The third brother, Dudley, escaped and was later arrested in Delaware. Because when you want to flee from the police, you think... Delaware! What else is there to do in Delaware? No one remembers Delaware as a part of the Union. I believe it was the first in the Union. It was one of the five first. I, I can't remember the very first one. It was either that or Rhode Island. I always assumed it was Massachusetts. No, no, no. It's still a commonwealth. Anywho, while being transported to the Missouri State Penitentiary in Jefferson City, Missouri, Adams escaped custody by jumping off the train. Several days later, joining up with a Julius Finney in a bank robbery and general store in Cullison, Kansas on February 11th, 1921. He was recaptured February 17, 1921, near Gardner Plain, Kansas, by a posse after wrecking a stolen car. Convicted of bank robbery, he was sentenced to 10 to 35 years in prison. 
On August 13th, Adam successfully escaped from prison by sabotaging the power plant and scaling the walls at night. Jesus. Frank Foster, George Weisberger, and D.C. Brown also escaped with Adams that night. The getaway driver, Billy Finnelman, was a World War I veteran who turned to crime. Brown was captured days later. The others eluded capture and began the newest Adams gang. By September, by September, the gang robbed around $10,000 from banks in Rose Hill and Hayesville, Kansas. During the Hayesville during the Hayesfield fiasco, Adams pistol whipped James Crevel for no apparent reason, who later died from a fractured skull. On October 8th, police set a trap near Anoli, Kansas, but a shootout rang out. Deputy Benjamin Fisher was wounded. Eleven days later, the gang robbed $500 in silver from a bank near Osceola, Iowa. Just south of Murray, Iowa, a posse was formed when C.J. Jones, a farmer, found the getaway car. Jones contacted Murray Sheriff Ed West. When Sheriff West found the car, he was met with a revolver to his face. Luck was with him when the gun misfired. He found cover and a shootout ensued. Many of the posse seriously injured. Jones heard the shootout and grabbed a shotgun, ran to the aid of the sheriff. The gang did escape the original shootout to exchange fire with Jones, leaving him fatally wounded. Heading towards Wichita, the gang's crime spree continued, robbing 11 stores in Musa... Musaka? No. <laughs> robbing 11 stores in Musota... Musota? Musota? Maybe? Musota? Robbing 11 stores in Musota, Kansas, and robbing and abducting two motorcycle officers outside of Wichita. Their motorcycles were burned by the gang. On November 5, 1921, back in Wichita, Adams killed patrolman A.L. Young in cold blood. Supposedly, Young was seeing Adams' girl who was choosing the law over the outlaw. The gang committed their most successful robbery with the theft of 35 k when they robbed the Santa Fe Express train near Ottawa, Kansas. On the evening of November 20th, 1921, Adams with Foster George McFarl and a local thug along with three women were joyriding around Wichita. Another cart followed with Fennelman, his wife, Weisberger, P.D. Orcutt, and two women inside at high speed. Two motorcycle cops pulled over the lead car and a gunshot came from the car. It is unknown if it was Foster or Adams who killed patrolman Robert Fitzpatrick. The outlaws fled let out the women, and sped away to south into Cowley County. When the trio ran out of gas, Adams attempted to steal farmer George Oldman's car. When Oldman resisted, Adams killed him. Adams and Foster took the car, while McFarland ran away on foot. The duo returned to Wichita. The next day, Adams and Billy Finnelman went to McFarland's farm, only to have found two cops waiting. Adams shot Officer Ray Kasner while his partner hid under a bed. Adams fled once again. Adams hid out until November 22nd, the day of Officer Fitzpatrick's funeral. He assumed he could escape the city with all the cops at the funeral. He planned to rent a car, but was recognized. Three officers arrived at the garage Adams was trying to rent the car from. Adams shot at them, fatally wounding Detective Charles Hoffman, who had put Adams to the ground. Officer Charles Bowman was hit by gunfire. D.C. Stuckey hid behind a pillar 
shot Adams three times, killing Adams. His body was publicly viewed by 9,000 people at City Undertaking Parlor. In the end, 18 people were arrested as accomplices. Four were sent to Kansas State Penitentiary. Frank Foster was one, and each had been sentenced to life. The end. So this is definitely not a uh, serial killer. No, nope, it's a true crime. Although, you gotta think about it on a... I know I, we bring this up anytime it's a, yeah, he's a killer, but it is true crime, and... A spree killer, I don't think I would... I don't think I would count him as a spree killer. Yes, he was on a spree. Okay. But I don't think he counts as a spree killer. Okay. Well, you gotta think about it. A spree killer, while they are people who, you know, who murder in bursts... Yeah. That is the crime they're committing. And I think that's something that actually works out in... While I try and fabric you know, fabricate the serial killer versus serial killer right. mentality. Because it is one of those things where all those shootouts, while you could argue that Adams may have had a lust for death, or at least a lust for killing, because he does kill people in cold blood, like, you know. Yeah. But it is also in the commission of another crime. Hey, you know, I'm going to be arrested for robbing a bank. I'm going to shoot at the cops. That is not a... I just want to kill the cop. I mean, yes, he probably did want, want to kill, kill the cop. But it's not, I'm doing this for no reason. Right. It's a similar thing with uh, when it comes to, you know, th- this is a touchy subject, but when it comes to rape, there's the power fantasy, the power dynamic of it versus of opportunity. Okay. Like, for this, killing is, it's... A secondary to his major thing, which is... Robbery. Exactly. Robbery and being an outlaw and the criminal element. Yeah. Versus, I just want to kill people. True. Like, uh, we we just did uh, Peter Sutcliffe on... Now, Peter Sutcliffe's a bad uh, thing, because he was definitely a serial killer. Because he had some issues. You know. He, 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 He... the fact that everyone seemed to want to get out of his car to pee got hit over the head with a bag of sock or a sock full of rocks. Yep. Or a hammer. He liked his hammer. He liked his hammer. But, but on that, it's um, but on that, that is a serial killer. His, the crime he wants to commit, whether it's you know by want or by mental illness or whatever, is killing or mutilating or stuff like that. Yes. Whereas this is, I am a bank robber who happens to also have killed people. I will agree with that. That is very well thought out. Because it was similar to, uh, oh, what the hell is... See, when... If you haven't listened to the episode, we actually have a bonus where I remember all of the episodes we've done up to... uh, what? Herb. Herb? Herb. Herb. Baumeister. It is a Baumeister. We have officially decided that. Yes. Well, surprise to me, but but um the one the pimp. Okay, uh, that was uh, uh Bland Lasser. Because he was a criminal element, you know, and he, he was a rapist who killed. But the raping he did was, you, you, you that was exactly it. Is it was he wanted. The sex aspect, although you could all argue it was probably overpowered because it wasn't the women he raped and murdered uh, 
his hose? I don't think they were his hose. So anyways, to wrap this up, it is a lot less bland than, um... Last or... But I wanted to try giving us a little bit more aspect of the true crime this coming season, so... And that's fair. We're opening the, up to, you know, broaden our horizons. You just thought he was interesting and you wanted to talk about him, didn't you? No, I just took, picked the letter and went with it. Okay, fair enough. So, to wrap this up, please support us on Patreon, where you can actually choose who we do on this show, as well as anyone we could do on Overkilling, as well as um, any of the other... Like, because we're not doing, like, Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, all the fun ones are going to be specials when we hit special milestones on Patreon. Uh, other than that, we also have Overkilling, which is when we actually deep dive into specific episode or specific people on Killing 15. Right now, the Peter Sutcliffe one is out, or is already out. I don't know when this episode's going out. Probably in two weeks. So it is almost wrapped up by that time. And then our next deep dive is on Anthony or Andre Chikatilla. Chikatilla. Cool. Chikatilo. Hello. But if you'd like us to make a deep dive on anyone you'd like, please support the Patreon. We need what my my sister, my poor sister, she she needs her medication. I do believe it's called Maui Wowie. <laughs> Maui Wowie is a pretty good one. But Honestly, though, if you'd love to support us, we would love that. It's always amazing to see, hear, help, etc. Please find us on Facebook at Killing15Minutes or on Twitter at Killing15Mins. And I'm AJ Carey. And I'm Sam Rossi. Later, y'all. Killing 15 Minutes is hosted by Arthur Carey with scripts written and researched by Sam Rossi. If you like this episode or want to stay updated on this series, consider following Killing 15 Minutes on Patreon or Retrostatic Radio on all major social media platforms. Good night and God bless. You're watching Retrostatic Radio.